Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One is Mark and John's the other. They're just friends. They are not lovers. It's... Two old queens, there's two old queens, they're just sassy, not that mean. Two old queens, there's two old queens. Now shut up. Hello. Hello! Welcome to Two Old Queens, I'm John Flynn. I'm Mark Rennie. Mark, I am so excited about our guest this week. I, I was going to say, if there was a Mount Rushmore of old queens, his face would be on it, but that's a problematic <laughs> thing to say right now, but sure. he's one of the greats. Please let our listeners know who we've got with us this week. Well, he's a writer, performer, and author of the new book, Drag, Combing Through the Big Wigs of Show Business. It's Frank DeCaro. Yay! Yay! I will <laughs> happily put my face anywhere, including <laughs> Matt Rushmore. So thank, thank you. you. They'd be lucky to have you. They would. I, and I have now become the oldest queen on your show. So yay for that. <laughs> That's true. I think yes, that's but, true. Oh, that's true. I love, yeah, underline that. It's true. It really is. Oh, he's so much older than we are. Oh, wow. <laughs> fine. It's fine. <laughs> no, it's I, the girl across the street, uh, got a big sign up and it said valedictorian 2020. And I was like, I saw her. I was like, I was valedictorian. And, and I said, and I did the math, I said, 40 years ago. And it was like, oh, my God. Yeah, it was 40 years ago last month. I was doing Paul Lind. Yeah, I was doing Paul Lind impressions during my valedictory speech. I'm not kidding. I really did that. <laughs> so edgy. I love it. Yeah. yeah queer, definitely. Fag- or fagoonstery, as we used to say. But, yeah. It's How did it go over? It was good. I got laughs. It was fun. There you go. That's the most. I bet she didn't get laugh across the street. (laughs) No, she didn't. But, you know, and she's playing the cars driving by. (laughs) So, oh, well. I went to a better school anyway. That's what I told her. I said, Where, where'd you get into? Uh-huh. No, I didn't do that. I was nice about it. So. Frank, we got a question from a listener, and we thought you would be the perfect person to help answer this. This sure. is from Tired and Spice on Instagram. She says, love the show. I was wondering if you guys have a short list of movies that you would recommend for gay people. Like, What are the ideal answers for that category oh of my movies God. that you would recommend for gay people, excluding the one we're discussing today? 
Showgirls, obviously. Showgirls is up there, yeah. Imitation of Life, the Douglas Sirk version. Yes. Um, Blazing Saddles, because you really do need to see <laughs> Buddy, the director, who, when mm -hmm. he, he's confronting the, the chorus line of gay people, and they all say, yes. <laughs> and he, he says, it sounds like steam escaping. You know, um, so yeah. It, Is that Dom DeLuise? Dom DeLuise, yeah. yeah. Yes. He's, he's good. Um, I used to love that movie, that section. Too, yeah, that's, that section is the, that's the gay part of it. You have to watch that. Yes. What else is like the gayest? I mean, glitter, but that's like once you've gotten tired of everything else. You, that's sort of extra. <laughs> glitter with Mariah Carey is extra credit. Yeah, um, the 401. Yeah, what else? Do you, what else would you I guys I mean, think? you got like your Valley of the Dolls is pretty yes, iconic. Yes, yes, you need yes, that yes. in there. I mean, Paris is burning. Paris is burning, of course. To um, Wong think, Fu is right. I think Anti Mame, not Mame the musical with Lucille Ball, but Anti Mame with Rosalind Russell. You got to check that one. All about Although, Eve. Although, all the okay. yeah, all about Eve definitely, but and Sunset Boulevard, sure, sure. But also, but for the gays that we know mm. and like, you have yeah. to watch the Lucy Mame. You do, and secretly appreciate it. Okay, you have to go. Oh no! You got to keep that very it's, secret. That yeah, you have to do, and you have to. You don't tell too many people that you like it best. You know, it's like secret. contraband. Yeah, because it kind of, it the, the right kind of gay can appreciate when she's terrifying in the Santa Claus mask. You know, yeah. when Lucy when Lucy sings, we need a little Christmas, and she puts on this plastic mask that looks like a serial killer would wear. You have to sort of, if you're the kind of gay who finds out funny, then, then you're a, sit with me, you know? So if that's okay, if that's got you excited for Christmas, then yes. Yeah, definitely. That's what I would, I would say. But yeah, that's a good starting place. I mean, you yeah, know, they, I think, yeah. There's some of the hits. Those are all the essentials. Mildred Pierce is good too. Cause you have to. Oh, that's yes. another great one. You have to hear Joan Crawford say, I, I, and mommy dearest. Oh, now that we mommy met, dearest, gotta see with a straitjacket. Yeah, they're also good. But when she says to, to Vita, I would rather cut off my hand than strike you, or, you know, or whatever it is, it's something along those lines. It's, it's like, yeah, whatever. Hit her again, you know. <laughs> Vita's horrible. So. Mm. Well, maybe we should get into it because speaking, speaking of, of long suffering mothers <laughs> and child abuse, yes, that's the plenty of child of abuse. Movie. Today we are talking about, it's our first John Waters movie. We're yeah. talking about female trouble. John, what's the deal with female trouble? Mark, let me tell you the deal with female trouble. It came out in 1974, is written, produced, directed, co-composed, and co-edited by John Waters. Thank you. Uh, it's the story of a spoiled schoolgirl who runs away from home, gets pregnant while hitchhiking, and ends up as a fashion model for a pair of beauticians who like to photograph women committing crimes. Uh, it stars Divine, David Lockery, uh, Mary Vivian Pierce, Mink Stoll, Edith Massey, Michael Potter, Cookie Mueller and Susan Walsh. <laughs> the film is actually ded dedicated to the Manson family member Charles Tex Watson. Um, and Water says that his visits to Watson in prison inspired the crime as beauty theme of the film. And the film's opening credits, uh, Water, what? Excuse me. John Waters includes a wooden toy helicopter that Watson made for him. And that is the deal with female trouble. So Frank, we asked you to pick a movie. Why female trouble? Okay, Female Trouble, I think, is not only... It's definitely my favorite John Waters movie, and I do think it's his Citizen Kane. I think it is okay. is, it is everything <laughs> a John Waters movie should be. It is the most perfect of his movies. And I would go so far... I don't know if I would say it's my favorite movie of any, at all, any and all time, <laughs> but it's definitely in the top five. 
I mean, I, yeah. I just think it is about as perfect a movie as a movie can get. It is, it is a mind warping take <laughs> on fashion, <laughs> beauty, fame, punk rock, mm-hmm. the Me Too movement, everything you know, else, <laughs> everything is in there. It's very present. Um, yes. Oh, it's just, it says, you know, they always gave Andy Wall credit for, you know, predicting our current and, and mm. the, uh, the fame of the last decade and a half. Yeah. Or so. But John Waters, I mean, this is proto-punk. Uh, it, it nails the way we treat fame. I mean, it really is, you could be famous for anything. Uh, including murder, and that's what Divine does best. And uh, <laughs> she's so good in this movie. She's she's really brilliant in this movie. You know, I mean, absolutely. I that watching it again on Blu-ray because uh, the Criterion <laughs> Blu-ray is what a movie like this where Needs. a woman yeah, yeah. <laughs> so when when a drag queen masturbates with raw fish, <laughs> that should be on a, in the Criterion. Like we need this on as high, high def as we can get it. Yeah. It's beautiful. It does look beautiful, but uh, it is kind of astounding uh, to me how good Divine is in this because she do- she does everything from you know she kind of does a little bit of Stella Dallas, a little bit of Joan Crawford, some mm-hmm. some beach blanket movies, a little some Russ Myers. It's, it's I mean, like the, of- the it's a very epic movie. Like it starts with her in high school and like all the adventures she goes on. She really has to do a lot. She's asked to do a lot of this movie. She's <laughs> after, and you think they would have given her a break after eating dog poop in Pink Flamingos. It's sort no. of. No, now she, we're just getting did, started. Yes. She did say, I, she said, I didn't eat dog poop. I put it in my mouth, swished it around and spit it out. It's like, oh, all right, that's true. I guess that isn't technically <laughs> eating dog poop. But, uh, you know, Specifics God, matter. It's true. That's true sure. <laughs> John, what's your background with female? What's your history with female trouble? Female trouble. Well, I when I first saw any John Waters movie, it was not the best way to do it because a friend of mine who I worked with had like a whole lot of DVDs that had like two movies on like a DVD, and he loaned me three of them, but I could only borrow them that one weekend. So I watched five John Waters the movies in a ticking. row, which. <laughs> Which was like, not like, I love his movies, but they also like, you are entering an alternate universe. Yes. And so like, after watching them, I was like, I guess no one's ever really been a good actor. Like everyone's always been doing some weird kind of take. Um, but I've seen it several times over the years since then. I think it's great. I agree. It's one of his best. And I also think what's funny too, is like in rewatching it the other day, I was like, oh, I forgot. Like there's so much that happens in it that you almost have to watch it five or six times to sort of like remember yes. everything. Cause there's so much craziness in it that it's sort of like, wants you to have repeat viewings, but like rewards you for it too. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's one that I I, re, I love and I revisit every couple of years and it's always a lot of great fun. How about you, Mark? What's your history with uh, female? Well, children? I remember uh, I had a film school teacher show me the Christmas scene uh, early on. So that's the scene I was like most familiar with. And I don't know, I think I've only seen the whole thing once like years ago, but I always loved that Christmas scene so much. And then watching the whole thing, I do think this is probably his best movie. It is like epic. And then also at the end, I was like, this is what Joaquin Phoenix's Joker was trying to be. Like, it's almost like a super villain, like origin story. You know what I mean? She's almost like a Batman villain in a way. Like, packed so much like... I don't know. There's so much like drama. (laughs) There's so much... Everyone's... I also love whenever the whole world is constantly outraged. Everyone is constantly outraged in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's also endlessly quotable. Every line is like a zinger. 
It's so yeah. funny. Um, I don't know. I think it's probably, I think it's his best movie. Um, so I love it. I gave it five stars out of five All stars. Right. <laughs> Can we give them more than five? I, I nope. Was, no, we absolutely are. not. All right. <laughs> it's going to happen. <laughs> five and a little dog poop emoji, maybe, or something. <laughs> but no, I was going to say, I found myself, and I'm loath to use these words, with a shit-eating grin on my face during the entire movie. <laughs> I right. just sat there from the moment it starts and you just, you can feel it in your cheek muscles because you're sitting there like an idiot because it's so funny and it's, it, mm-hmm. it's so warped that it, it, uh, you kind of get drunk on this movie sort of, yes. you know, or you get, you do, you get a little bit of, uh, it's playing, you know, you get the vapors a little, you're like, Oh my <laughs> God, what's going on? And you kind of like, they're all sort of awful and all kind of wonderful. And, uh, you know, when you see the three girls and, and they kind of are posed on a couch, these three cat burglars, and they kind of look like Valley of the Dolls, but even more mm-hmm. warped. Mm-hmm. And it's it's kind of, it's hilarious. And and uh, and you don't really want, you know, I, I was watching the school scene and a girl who's like the narc says, right. Dawn Davenport is eating a meatball hero right out in class. <laughs> and and I watched that, and even though I sighed with Dawn when I was in high school, I would have been that horrible girl <laughs> recording <laughs> the the bad kid, you know. It's mm-hmm. like so I, I now I was like, oh God, I'm the square, you know. But uh, <laughs> but I gave that up. I left that behind, thank, thank heaven. God. But uh, <laughs> but no, I I you know I didn't hang around with the the naughty girls, but now we worship them, you know. So. Well, Frank, as you may or may not know, we are looking for the gayest movie ever. So we have a complex and Byzantine scoring system with which to judge this movie with a ton of categories. So we're going to go through a bunch of categories. And towards the middle, you are going to add a category, and it could become Become canon. canon. So we got, um, let me go through, this is our current top five. So this is their percentage out of 100. So number five with 72.74% is Labyrinth. Number four with 76.5% Cats. Number three with 76.52% Funny Girl. Number two with 78.59% Bradley Cooper's A Star is Born. And our current reigning champ with the 79.51% is Grease 2. Now we'll see if Funny Girl... If, if Female Trouble, you mean. That's it. <laughs> well, Dawn is a funny girl. She really. is a funny girl, that's true. She's a very funny girl. Funny ha-ha, funny queer, funny <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, all that's it. true. <clears throat> so we're all going to, for this first round of categories, we're all going to score out of 0 to 100, and then we take the average of all three of our scores. So our first category is homoeroticism. So on a scale of 0 to 100, how homoerotic is Female Trouble? 70%, I would say, because Gator... <laughs> what are you giving it for? Gator, Go ahead. For Gator's penis. It's got... Because you... Yeah. Ga- yes. Divine, Dawn Davenport, marries uh, the unflaggingly heterosexual hairdresser, Gator <laughs> Nelson. Uh, and it costs her her face, because his aunt throws acid in her aunt face. Ida. But yeah. there's something so skanky about Gator, and you it dawns on you while you're watching him naked, and telling his stepdaughter to 
suck on daddy's dick and horrible things, you know, mm. that you'd be like, yeah, I'd have said yes to Gator. I would totally have done Gator. And, <laughs> you know, and you're embarrassed. You're horrified. But you're like, right. yeah, I'd have done Gator. I'd act like but, I didn't know I'm out in public. But, oh, God, yeah. no. Oh, no. Oh, you, and you wouldn't do him twice, I don't think. But it would be. Probably not. But you, you'd once, you'd be like, yeah, I think I'd have to do this. Okay. I scratched that itch. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's not a lot of like true male on male or female on female eroticism happening in this movie. Um, but there's just something so just like gay about the whole thing. I'm going to give Absolutely. it an 85. 85. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to go right. I'm going to go 77 because it is. I think you see gators like erect penis. Out of, I mean, I was looking and I'm pretty <laughs> sure it looks. It's it's what John would call a Hollywood loaf. That's what John Waters, not John Flynn, John Waters, would call, you could too. John Waters used to call it a Hollywood loaf. And that's when it's plumped, but not fully gotcha, erect. Not fully erect. Because doesn't, then doesn't it become technically pornography? I guess, but it's also then people who aren't around them all the time think that, you know, like, think that's what they really look like. And you're sort of like, right. when, they're at, when they're in repose, they right. do not look like, Oh baby, generally speaking, right, right, they're not right. oh baby, oh baby. They're just kind of hi, you know. <laughs> See you like later, baby. Taking a nap. Right, yeah, right, taking right, a nap. Yeah. yeah, don't leave me alone for now. <laughs> it's not like wow, you know. But some guys are like wow, but, mm-hmm. but mostly not. So, all right. So that I came scored so low. I thought seventy was high. I almost want to you go. You can change if you want to change it. You're welcome. Eighty-three. To. I want to go to eighty-three. Eighty-three <laughs> for Gators Hollywood low. Yeah. Great Hollywood, giving an average <laughs> yeah. of 81.67. Good. All right. All right. Next category, actual gay characters. Quite a few. Yeah. All those hairdressers. The hairdressers. Except for Gator. Yeah. Except, Except for, Gator. for Gator. Who but, is Anna you know, wishes he, he was gay. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of driving the plot. And Ida's a lesbian, so she counts, right? That's yes. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she and she Dawn wants to. Seems to be like she'll have sex with anyone, just in terms of like she's becomes like a lesbian in prison. Yeah, there's so that count. Mm-hmm. Oh, in a women's prison. Yeah, that, oh, there's a lot of gay in there's this. There's a lot yeah. of gay characters in and, this movie, <laughs> and she has sex with herself because Divine plays a rapist as well. Which I think a lot. If you've seen some gay couples, then they match so much <laughs> that they kind of do look like. Yeah, makes sense. And twins or boyfriends. <laughs> that yeah, used to be a yeah. Tumblr, I think. Twins or boyfriends. That was yeah. boyfriend twins, mm. I think it was. Tumblr.com. Check it out. <laughs> I I actually was at a party and I'd had too much to drink. And when I was introduced to someone's boyfriend, I actually said to the person, and it was a party in his honor. Okay. <laughs> this is the worst friggin' thing I've ever done in public. I looked at him and I and I looked at his cute boyfriend, and they're both cute, but I said, Well, Jesus, this isn't narcissistic at all. Because they matched. <laughs> but I said it to his face at his party. Why would someone do that? Why? Oh my You're god. You're speaking truth to power. You I don't do guess, it. but I feel like I I wrote a letter. I was horrified. <laughs> How did they respond? Were they actually insulted, or did they actually? Yeah, confused? they were pissed off. They were, <laughs> but they forgave me because they. But I just was like, "What a shitty thing to say!" And and out loud to their face at their party. <laughs> we suddenly you become like it's like the boys in the band, and you're held, you know. And it's like turning. It's like why did I do that? So just because oh well. it's shitty doesn't mean it wasn't accurate. No, but that doesn't absolve me of. More than eighty percent of the guilt, but still, <laughs> there's still that twenty percent that I'm really horrible. So you got to forgive yourself. So what I do you want to give female trouble for actual gay characters? 
96 percent 96 uh yeah i'm gonna go uh 92 92 i think this is probably the most gay characters we've actually had in a movie because like uh star is born only had like three drag queens right they have just like a handful yeah um yeah i'll give it a 94 Woo! An average of Alrighty. 94. That Alrighty. is our current highest in Good actual guy. gay character. All right. You might do very well in this category. <laughs> On a scale of 0 to 100, how campy is female trouble? 100. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, you've got to go 100. It's dedicated to one of the Manson killers. Like, yeah. it's campy. Frank, how do you define camp? I would love to hear. Do you have? I a... love the quote about uh, it's... Uh, is it a fist on a limp wrist or something like that? That's I, there's some quote like that that I, you know, and uh, um, I, I think that's a good way to put it. I, camp to me um, is referential in that you should know other things going into it. I, I I think that it should be about something that came before and then perverting it. You know, mm. like I mm. think. Like, we, you know, we all watched when they did camp at, at the Met Gala in New York mm -hmm. yeah. a year or so ago. <laughs> and, it, and it was like, no, you all kind of blew it. What they needed to do was get Madonna and Cindy Lauper to show up together. One is Blanche and one is Jane Hudson pushing her, you know, in the wheelchair. And, mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, Blanche in the wheelchair. And that, to me, would have been, you know, because then it would reference their own rivalry in the 80s. Yeah. Right. It would reference the old movie. It would be them sort of burying the hatchet. Um, it, I don't think just showing up on a, on a sedan chair with, you know, which was the best thing that Billy Porter on the sedan chair was the best thing. But, right. um, but I think if he'd shown up dressed as Elizabeth Taylor in Cleopatra, that might have right. been right. better. You know, that's what that would have so been. a little step camp. up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I uh, love that definition. I have a list of campy things. Just as very, granted, every second of this movie <laughs> is camp, granted. But these are just a few things that I picked out. Um, the meanest girl in high school, throwing your books into the locker, tattling, <laughs> Christmas, throwing a tantrum, ridiculously shit-stained underwear, biting off an umbilical cord, dumping your trash into the neighbor's yard, getting offended when someone rejects your offer at a bat, your job offer of a, at a bathhouse, verbally abusing your daughter but pausing to pose for a picture, getting acid <laughs> throws in, in your face. Posing for pictures in your hospital bed, getting injected with liquid eyeliner, strangling your daughter in your dressing room before your onstage debut where you do a trampoline act and then masturbate with the fish. Um, <laughs> so this is a hundred. I don't this know. This is, yeah, there, there, there can't there's, be anything less. There's nothing. Yeah, this is what we mean when we say It this. is <laughs> divine. It really is. It is. So. Truly. Did you um, ever see Divine live in anything, Frank? I did more than wow. once. Did you see? And what? Uh, I uh, yeah, I, the first time was at a club in Chicago uh, in the early '80s, um, and uh, it was called Lacage. And he okay. came out and he told the filthiest joke I've ever heard <laughs> about male and female genitalia, both of which were dirty. <laughs> and she said, I said to the couple, why don't you go home and make a Denver omelet? Okay. <laughs> Meaning that's what would happen if their dirty junk got together, you know? Um, and then I, I asked uh, the, the artificial intel artificially intelligent device that I don't want to say her name on my desk that you get from <laughs> Amazon. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I said, play divine. 
and uh, it's a shuffling songs by divine and in the middle of it there's a live recording and she tells the denver omelet joke oh wow. on alexa i was like oh my god you know <laughs> so uh she lit up sorry anyway but she did it's the <laughs> filthy joke ever bruce valanche probably wrote it back in probably the day. but it's uh but yeah, it's dirty. And then I, I actually interviewed Divine when she was coming through Detroit, and it was nine or ten days before she died. Uh, wow. She was doing. She played at a club called Taboo, I think it was, in, in mm-hmm. Detroit. And uh, um, and I came out of there saying, "Boy, Divi doesn't look so good. He was so sweaty and, you know, looked unhealthy." Mm-hmm. And then he passed, unfortunately. But uh, God, what a sweetheart. Um, you know, I, I. That's what uh, everyone says. I I. Uh, yeah, I was a big, big, big fan. And I've gotten to meet John. I even saw Edith Massey. I even saw really? Aunt Ida. Yeah. She had a punk song called Hey Punks, Get Off the Grass. And um <laughs> a double and meaning. I, we went to see her uh perform in Chicago and uh I brought my little my little record, you know, it was a, a picture sleeve 45. And um somebody during the show screamed, Hey Edith, are you retarded? And she just, without missing a beat, she said, aren't we all just a little bit retarded? <laughs> and it just was like, yes, Edith, yes. And that's why we, we love you. Yes, we're all just a little bit retarded. So, mm. Sorry about the R word, people. But, you know. Context. Yes. All right, our next category. You might do very well on this, too. Over-the-top wardrobe. How would you score the over-the-top wardrobe in female trouble? Me, 100 yeah, <laughs> I yeah, can't I mean, give it less. I wish there were bigger numbers. I do. I, I mean, <laughs> it's like a hundred and and eight. I mean, it's just it's. it's Mark won't let you do that. No, a hundred. Do you have any? Uh, are there any favorite looks of yours? Yes, there is a the the leopard print lame one shouldered yes outfit prostitute yes. with the sleeves that's built in with the glove and the fake nails on the end of the sleeve is one of the most beautiful garments ever. And in my house in New Jersey, I have the, the life-size cardboard stand-up of Divine <laughs> wearing that. And to and I love it, and I had it framed, and it's bigger than a twin-size bed. It's ridiculous. It's like we couldn't get it. We went to get it. We we're like, we have to go borrow someone's truck. We couldn't get it home. Um, what do we know the, with the truck? Yeah, we do. Well, thank God our neighbor had a truck. So we went and picked up Divine. And we hung it up, and my father's World War II buddy came in, and he said, hey, Frankie, is that you in that picture? And I was like, <laughs> no, it's divine. It's like, so I wish, but no, except alive. But yeah, no, but that's my favorite outfit. So It's incredible. That one's 100. I also think Edith Matsy's uh, leather that, outfit. That jumpsuit. It's apparently, Which, it took three people to get her into that. Mm-hmm. And there are Kardashian pictures, if you've ever seen them. There are pictures of the Kardashians wearing almost that outfit. It's pretty funny. <laughs> well, like, like from two or three years ago, I remember doing like a Who Wore It Better collage, you know, to post on Instagram. Because it was shocking. It was Aunt Ida, you know. Yeah. It all comes around again. I well, also loved uh, Dawn's uh, bridal gown where you could see her pubic hair right through. Oh, it. yes. Her <laughs> cheater, her pubic hair or underwear? Her cheater. You can see her, her yeah. Merkin <laughs> right Merkin. through it. God love her. Well, it read as American, at least. Yeah, true. I'm also going to give this 100. Alrighty. All right. This is another category you might do very well. (laughs) Drag queen inspiration. Could a drag queen watch Female Trouble and come away with some ideas? 
any drag queen worth her salt has stolen from this movie. Absolutely. Could you imagine being stumped after seeing this movie? No, I mean, it, it is kind of amazing. I have to say the thing though, it's not so much how brilliant Divine looks and how pro, you know, I mean, it's this is pre-punk and she's right. got a mohawk and she's got eyeliner that stops behind her head, you know? Yeah. I yes. mean, she shaves the sides of her head because there's not enough room for eyeliner. She so needs it can bigger go forehead. Behind her ears, okay? <laughs> That's the most genius thing. But then she, when she jumps in the water to escape like the hunting police dogs, mm-hmm. only to get caught on the other side, it's like she's going down river and she hits her mark. I mean, it's like a drag. Yeah. Nothing falls off her. The wig doesn't go anywhere. The you know the, the trampoline act. Fall out. The wig but, stays yeah. her. She does but an entire trampoline act. Yeah, and everything stays put. It's kind of you know if if it's you, inspiring in that way too. It's a life lesson. It really is. If you, <laughs> in life, if you can do a trampoline act and your wig doesn't fall off, then. It's You're a good day. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think you should get the Nobel Prize or Presidential Medal of Freedom at least. Apparently she was thrilled when she did the somersault because it was over. Because she was like, yeah. I'm not doing it again. <laughs> Never you know, again. She, she flipped over on the uh, she did it good too. God bless yeah. it's amazing. It's so fun. That's three hundred pounds a person flipping over, you yeah. know. So she did that in some live shows from what I read a long time oh, ago. My God. <laughs> and There's then the a... throwing the fish was part of her live act too. Well, that's one thing, but doing a trampoline act it's like they better be paying you a lot of money it's like do you, know how much, do you know what the do you know what the budget for this movie was twenty five thousand dollars oh my okay. and it's all on that screen oh my god yeah. every penny is up on that screen uh so frank what are you going to give this for zero to 100 for drag queen inspiration 100 yeah, oh, I got yeah. hundred as well. Okay, if you're gonna do that, I was gonna get, I was gonna go to ninety-nine just to make break it up. Like, yeah, hundred. <laughs> it has to be. Yeah, it's gotta be a hundred. It's gotta be a hundred. Also, just in terms of like the fearlessness and like the shock factor of like, because everything now is like, especially like you know, it feels like so safe and like you know, focus group. But like, there's like an edge to this, and then like it, it's still like this feels more like edgy and like subversive than like current thing, you know. And it's I love, definitely. Yeah, John Waters used to say that divine terrified drag queens you know it was because she did everything that you were not supposed to do you know it was like she's 300 pounds what's she gonna wear a fringed bikini and get on a go-go box and be shot from a low angle you know i mean you don't do that nobody does that you know it's everyone's like they know where their ring light is they've got it all perfect Mm -hmm. you know this is like how can i look my fattest it's like how can how can it shake more what you know what less can i wear but still Um, so like confident and like loving herself and like being like so proud in that moment there's something like really mm-hmm. like beautiful about it i think well she has my favorite line of of, of anything because body positivity sort of bugs the shit out of me i have to say it really does <laughs> you like Why body negativity i like body, i like i'm sex negative i'm i'm body negative i just it's like if it's oh, not COVID beautiful, negative yeah no. that too i hope no but it's like if it's not beautiful cover it up if you're not gorgeous turn the lights off it's disgusting you know it's gross even if you're cute it's mostly gross you know, so, but, so, I mean, I have my own issues and stuff, but Divine <laughs> said the best thing to me that is the body positivity, the way I can handle it. She said, all my life, I wanted to look like Elizabeth Taylor, and now she's starting to look like me. <laughs> That's my idea of body positivity. It's like, okay. Amazing. Yeah, all right. So, perfect. Beautiful. I love my Divi. Mm-hmm. All right. So on the next category, on a scale of zero to 100, <laughs> how likely are you to recommend this to gay people? I don't want to know gay people who don't love this movie. <laughs> you not only have to, this is a litmus test 
of whether mm. we should be friends. You have, yeah. If, if this, it's not just seen it. You can't have just seen it. No, that's a you have, Yeah, you have to really think it's about as funny as funny gets. And so, I, I am. Uh, ex- what's the most extremely like? Hundred, like hundred, hundred. I, I recommended. I used to take. See, I would be. This is my why I never dated anybody successfully. <laughs> I have a husband now, but it's 24 years. You never probably. dated? <laughs> no, I did, but every I was like Spock. Every seven years, you know, he would have a sure. muck time, and yeah, yeah, yeah. He would get laid. That was me. Every seven years, I get laid. So, um, but I would find like the we, I was at Northwestern, you know, and you'd meet these cute Midwestern boys, and you'd say, "Oh my God, come to this double feature with me." And I remember this cute little blonde butter wouldn't melt in his mouth. And I took him to the double feature of Pink Flamingos and Female Trouble. And I don't think he lasted more than about 30 minutes and went running screaming. I We never saw him again. I think he, he dropped out Good. of school and ran home. <clears throat> but, um, it, was, it was Mike Pence, wasn't it? I think it was. I, I would have... Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm not taking one for him. That's it. No, <laughs> but uh, I... And my days of topping are over, please, Mike. I just can't. <laughs> um, but uh, no, I was going to say it's it's. Uh, yeah, I would find like the least likely candidate. You know, it, it's like you should find some other pervert and take them with you. But no, I had to get the you know the sweet little farm boy <laughs> and see if they could pass the test, and they never did. But who could blame them? You know? <laughs> John, what are you going to give it for? Like, I'm going to say 100. If I'm talking to some gay person and they're like, oh, you know, I've never seen Female Trouble, I'm just like unabashedly you have to go see this movie you have yeah. to check it out i would for me personally of every movie we've ever done on this show i would put this movie first you need to watch this first mm-hmm. that's just where i'm coming from that's who you are i'm with you i i yeah it, it's like this there's certain things you know when you're you think i mean i know i don't think necessarily you have to break up with somebody if they don't like <laughs> something you don't like or you do like but i do think like i don't think i could if my husband hasn't hadn't really liked Little Britain, that would have really been a problem for me, you know? Because Little Britain, <laughs> the TV series, is to me is mm-hmm. the most transgressive, funny, improper kind of right. thing on television. Mm-hmm. And and you know the fact that he liked Female Trouble, he didn't want to watch it again last night. <laughs> I said, "You want to watch it again?" He's like, "No, it's okay." I said, "Is he going to go watch The Housewives?" Yeah. So I put him in his room with the, he watched two episodes of The Housewives. And I spent time with, uh, you know, the Real Housewives of Baltimore and, uh, you know, with this. While he was, yeah. There you go. I think I went from Female Trouble to the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Yeah, that was last <laughs> that was my night. Evening, yeah. yeah. Wow. All right. Our next category, the male gaze. So how horny is the camera for the male form? I mean, I we get, a, is. I mean, we get, we we get, get a, a totally unnecessary close up of Gator's dick. Yeah. And, and like his taint. Yeah. Yes, Tanto region, and <laughs> after the rape, you see Divine's dirty Terwilliger yes. as well, That's and it's true. really, it's really scurvy looking. Yeah. It's sort of, you know, <laughs> it's gross. You'd have to be German to like that one. No, that's just yuck. <laughs> You'd have to be. But from... also, like David Lockery is always like very like sensually, you know, like he's always got a big scoop neck. You get that that little light dusting of chest hair. Um, I mean, I think John Waters likes right. uh, like the women aren't treated you so do, like even yeah. sexually. You know what I mean? The women get off real easy in this movie. Other than other Divine, than Divine, know. yeah, I think. Yeah. Than, yeah. So, what would you give this for the male gaze, Frank? 95. 95. 95. Yes, uh, I'll go ninety-five as well. 
Uh, 95. I mean, I'm going to go 100. Okay. There's a close-up of a dick. I mean, what more do you need? <laughs> yeah, but it's not exactly like, you know... John uh, Woo wouldn't have done that. No, it's... <laughs> <laughs> no, but Derek Jarman, it would have been that for three hours, uh, you know, and, uh, sure. uh, you know, but... Those movies need a climax. It's All true. Right, next category. Entrances with pizzazz. Oh, my I mean, God. There's, there's tons. There's tons. I mean, I don't Mink think Soul anyone has come... a great entrance as older Taffy. Yeah. She's and interrupting div- sex. Yeah. Divine bursts into the room and has a modeling fit and uh, <laughs> yes. running down the street and horrifying people in Baltimore. Um, the Mr. Comes... Mrs. Dasher have one. Yeah. yeah. And, and like a siren and goes off when they enter. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. And the blinking red light. That's so funny. <laughs> but yeah. And also when Divine comes out on stage where she's doing her nightclub act that ends in murder, it's kind of that's a pretty brilliant entrance as well. I so so well. entrances are kind of uh, and and ex- can we give a point for exit, too? Because when Divine <laughs> goes, to, she's going to go wash away the stench of a five year marriage. You know, when she goes up the stairs. <laughs> It's such her. That's like her Douglas Sirk moment. Yeah, you yeah, know. yeah. Before, I mean, Polyester is totally her Douglas Sirk movie. But right, that was yeah. like a little Douglas Sirk moment of, you know, it might as well be Lana Turner going up to take a bath. <laughs> but uh, so, what are you going to give this for entrances with pizzazz? Oh, 95 as well. Ninety-five. I'm going to go ninety for this one. Ninety. I will also go ninety for this. Give an average of ninety-one point sixty-seven, which is more than Top Gun, which only has fifty-one point sixty-seven. All right, so we're doing pretty good. All right, our next category: dramatic lighting. Now, this was shot on. It does betray the low budget. It is like sixty mm-hmm. millimeter. I feel like they didn't have a lot of options with the lighting, but there is like an aesthetic choice to the sixteen millimeter that does work for the film. I would say a rawness, as it were. It were. Oh, um, but there's not. Let's it's, let's give it no Suspiria. No, let's <laughs> seventy five. Seventy five. Uh, yeah, seventy five sounds good. Um, I'll go seventy five. Yeah, because like it's like a harsh lighting. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you might do very well in this category. Strident women. I mean, it's I mean, the most. You've got the snitchy girl at the beginning, young Brenda Caro. Um, <laughs> she's very strident. You I mean, Chicklet, just divine Tiffy. herself is just insane. The two girls are gonna. The two girls want to uh, divine's pals, uh, Chicklet and Concetta. They want to yeah. return Christmas <laughs> presents because you can do that, you know, get the money back. <laughs> um, they're horrible and strident. Um, everyone in the prison is kind of, you know. Yes, uh-huh. the prison um, guards. Ida, yeah, the prison guards are horrible. Yeah, Edith Massey. He's yeah. And the women in the in the, who sit in the uh, in the beauty chairs are they're awful as well. I mean, they're just you know, um, Taffy wins for the most strident though. I mean, she's they, amazing. Yeah. And she says to her stepfather, "Writing a book, hippie." It's like you know, um, which is also very punk. Being anti-hippie is very punk yeah, right? before mm-hmm. punk. You know, so that's kind of an amazing thing. Yeah, it does really well. Ninety-five for strident. Ninety-five. Women. I'm going to go 98. 98. I mean, I'm trying to think of a movie that would have more strident women. So, like, what is the 100, then, if this is if there... not this? I think if, if Joan Crawford is in anything, even if she's alone, <laughs> it's 100. Okay. Um, but... Fair enough. Uh, okay. I'm going to give it 100, personally. Good. That's just me, though. Okay. Give it a 97.67. It's tied with Ginger Snaps. Okay. 
<laughs> All right, next category. Macabre. How macabre is female trouble? I mean, it's, it's pretty macabre. macabre. Divine yeah. rapes himself. They lock a child on a mattress the on the side of the road, yeah. chaining Taffy to the bed. Uh, they chop off Edith Matthews' hand. Yes. Um, this Getting is... acid thrown in your face, being injected with liquid eyeliner. Eating mascara brushes. Having horrifying <laughs> yes. skid marks in a rape scene. A dirty mm. peen. Taffy um, killing her father after he exposes himself and then vomits on her. Yeah. <laughs> when you I, say it like that, it sounds problematic. But it's very <laughs> funny when it happens in the movie. In context, it's very whimsical. See, I always think it's someone taking a swig of Campbell's pea soup. And there's there was bonus footage on the Blu-ray, and it's divine putting his finger down his throat so he throws up on him. Oh. And no, I was just like... Yeah, I mean, that's method, you know. That, <laughs> I was like, you could just I mean, take a swig of pea soup and go, Bleh! and that would be enough, you know. Daniel Day-Lewis wouldn't do that. He wouldn't no. throw up on Mink's Dole. No. <laughs> and also just uh, uh, Dawn Show, who wants to die for art. And then, like, the uh, oh, yeah, death she penalty. Someone, yeah. She gets electrocuted at the end. Oh, it's spoiler. So, yeah, she, but it's the way it goes. But it's, it's art. Tr- it's a life true. Lived. And the best moment in it, it's kind of macabre when she, it's kind of a Twilight Zone moment when she sees herself with the acid scarred face and no makeup. And her first words are, pretty, pretty. You know, yes. Pretty, pretty. <laughs> so funny. Best thing ever. I would love to have just that, that frame photo she has of herself scarred. Uh, in the, it's in her apartment later. Like, how much would you pay for that? Oh. Yeah, you do. You look at stuff and you think, oh. I was I was looking at the leopard dress with the one shoulder, thinking, I wonder how much it would cost to get that made in my size. Should I should I have that even if I never wear it? Shouldn't I just have that? I think if it's you have it, you'll find there. an event to you'll wear that. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. I think it's time. I'll shave for that one. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we have what friends do you want to... we can get to throw a party <laughs> yeah. for you just so you can wear that dress. I mean, after if there's parties after we get through all this, wear whatever you want. Who can, if anyone's judging you for what you're wearing after a pandemic, fuck them. Oh no, I'm gonna be oh, I'm gonna be extra judgy when we get back. Oh, oh my yeah. god, Great. especially because I'm bitter because I've gained weight. So oh my god, I'm even worse. Everyone's gained weight, Frank. Yeah, I know, but I'm the one. The fatter I get, the more the more uh, body negative I get, I get meaner. I get... <laughs> Everyone's like, don't be that person who loses weight and then gets mean. I was like, no, I get meaner because I'm mad at myself for gaining it back. It's like, no, I'm way meaner fat. Oh my God. Way worse. I'm all, all sweetness and positivity when I'm going to the gym and I can see my feet. Now it's like, Jesus, what happened to you? you know, so... <laughs> So what do you want to give female trouble for macabre on a scale of zero to a hundred? Oh, oh, it's so warped. It's 99. 99. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go a hundred. I don't think you can get really that much weirder. Uh, yeah. I'm going to go a <clears> hundred. <throat> All right. This is another category. It'll probably do really well in wigs. How would you rate the wigs in female trouble? I think the wigs in this movie are only bested by wigs in other John Waters movies. You know, it, right. it really is. It's right. like the only ones that are that are they're better in are in Hairspray. Um, yeah. So, so wigs. Let's now. Who else is wearing? There's also the prosecutor in the courtroom has like a weird wig at the uh, end. And I don't That's know not... what's going on with with um, Butterfly, the hairdresser. I don't know what's going on. Oh yeah, some of their dresses. 
that's the the inspiration for the president's hairdo. I think I don't know what's <laughs> going on with butterfly, but um, I'm trying to think though, are the wigs, are the wigs really rocking in this? Or, or yeah, well, divine think... has divine has a whole wig journey in this movie. Like she totally. starts out in high school with the which feels oh. like a very early um, what's her name uh, from hairspray. Um, Ricky Lake, Tracy Turnblad. Ricky Lake, yeah, Tracy Turnblad, and then like later she's got that punk sort of weird mohawk thing that was sort of before the fashion, where like her heads, like the sides of her head is shaved. She's like all over the place with the wigs uh, in this. Okay, I'll give her, I'll give it a ninety-five only because hairspray would get a hundred, so I'm gonna say ninety-five. Um, I'll go ninety-nine then, just for that. Good, good. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go 97. Split the difference. Oh, good. Then okay. you, you're the average. Perfect. And I'm the average. Oh, this is only slightly below Funny Girl, which has a 97.67. All right. Next category: Quips. How quippy is Female Trouble? As in quotable? It's yeah. From yeah. the beginning to the end. It's the entire yeah. script. <laughs> quotable. Yes. Um. Even stuff that's not quotable, I found myself wanting to quote. I, I was, I, <laughs> I, I just, I thought I have to get a copy of this. If it, if it's not in shock value, um, I, which I don't think it, the script is in shock value, um, I have to get it just so I can, you know, it's kind Refer of. Refer to it. Yeah. I mean, I already do, but you want to get it exactly right, you know, and, uh, but, uh, and it's terrible the things that I love best, like I, you know, I've beaten her mercilessly with a car aerial. You know, um, with her daughter, it's just—it's why that's. I wouldn't the suck here. your lousy dick if I was suffocating and there was oxygen in, in your balls. In your balls, yes. Mm -hmm. That's a quip. That's yep. a quip. Writing a book, hippie, is a quip. Uh, <laughs> why um, didn't you listen to folk music and give me a break? I wrote down. I thought that one was fun. And when she says the, the header, the life of the heterosexual is a dull and boring experience. Sick and whatever. boring life. Sick yeah. and boring life. It's it's um, that whole <laughs> spiel. And if you've ever seen it in the theater. The audience goes insane at that moment. <laughs> I mean, they, given it's what the audience is, who's in the audience, you know. But, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I, how ninety nine, ninety nine. Uh, I'll go ninety nine as well. Ninety nine. Uh, I'm gonna go a hundred because this is what I'm thinking Woo! when I'm thinking quips. Yeah, I'm thinking this. All right, next category: vibrato. So vibrato, we mean not just literal vibrato like that from singing, but also like anytime you get a little extra, a little zhuzh, anytime like a moment has a little more like vibrato on it or they give you more that you really like, which I think as in most John Waters movies is going to be pretty high. Everything is cranked to 11. Mm -hmm. No oh, one that... feels anything subtly. In... <laughs> no. Uh, well, no, if that, if it's, if that's what vibrato means, if it's, if it's that extra. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's it's all about. I mean, everything is is, is extra. It's uh, you know, it's because it, it's like when when Aunt Ida gets upset that Gator goes away. Not only does uh. she lie on the floor screaming, it's shot so you can look right at her horrible dental work. I mean, it's like it, yes. it's sort of what would be the most unflattering way to shoot this? Okay, let's do that. Right, let's do know? that. So, um, which is kind of why it's brilliant, especially since it's a movie about fashion and and uh, style and crime and beauty. And uh, uh, then ninety nine for this as well, I think, because ninety nine is a better number than a hundred. Ninety nine. <laughs> I'll give it uh, ninety eight. Ninety eight. Um, I'll give it 
99 as well, nice. giving it a 98.67, which is a lot higher than uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World, which only has an 87.67. <laughs> I like that movie, though. That was fun. It's cute. All right, our next category. This is our last category okay. of the canon categories. Don't worry, there's about 30 more categories. <laughs> okay. Um, footwork. On a scale of 0 to 100, how's the footwork in Female Trouble? There's actually a lot. There was um, the trampoline work. I think that that falls under footwork. Absolutely. Um, there was also in the very beginning when uh, Divine is all mad at her daughter. She says, I've told you, no jumping rope within 10 feet of me. That's footwork. <laughs> yes. And the uh, Gilga, her like strip act is footwork. Mm-hmm. Running down the street and, and shocking Baltimore that's citizens. Yep. That's footwork. A lot of running for a fat girl. That's good. Yeah. Oh, God. Footwork. And also just the fact that like it's all it, like it almost goes into motion because she didn't get cha cha heels for Christmas. Oh sure. yeah, ninety eight. You know I mean? like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cha cha heels. It's a shoe movie. Okay, ninety eight. Ninety eight. I will give it a ninety eight as well. Ninety eight. Um, I'm gonna go hundred. We got trampoline. That's okay. True. Giving an average of ninety eight point sixty seven. Uh, all right, so now we're into the wheel categories. So these are categories supplied by guests that are neither previous candidate. guests. Yes. So we're going to spin the wheel. Non-traditional murder weapons. All right. How are the non-traditional murder weapons? Um, Well, there was a knife, which is traditional, but it was covered in mayonnaise, which I thought that gave it a little something (laughs) non-traditional. That's not something you always see. Um, I mean, the acid, the eyeliner, like, I mean, they're not quite murder weapons necessarily, but they do make you crazy. And she stra- does she strangle Taffy? How does she finally kill Taffy? I think she just strangles her with her hands. Uh-huh. All right. Shooting the audience. Wait, non-traditional? Non-traditional murder weapons. Yeah, so like a gun probably wouldn't count. I know, I'm going to no. say uh, 85 for the mayonnaise on the on the knife. <laughs> on the knife. mayonnaise covered yeah. mayonnaise knife. Uh, yeah, I'll go 83 for that. 83, that's pretty high. Uh, I'm going to go 60 <laughs> for a mayonnaise wife, given an average of 76. All right, wheel category right. number two. Wordless things. <laughs> mannequins. Mannequins. Are there any mannequins in this I mean, movie? do we think of a body double could sort of be a mannequin? Because no. we do have that one person <laughs> acting as the other divine in the rape scene. So there's that. I would think they're a person. They're... I don't yeah, think there but there are. No, I think there are more mannequins than like the average episode of Barnaby Jones, you know, getting <laughs> getting thrown off a balcony and um, right that same dummy. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there are any mannequins in this movie that I can think. Are there? Are they at the at the lipstick salon? I don't think at the so. salon. I don't think so. There's not even like a a head. What are those fake heads where you put like your wigs on? There's nothing oh, like right. that. I don't know. It's not going to make or break. I think it's okay. I mean, it's tough. <laughs> I'm feeling a lot of heaviness now. The mannequins, <laughs> let's us. put it this way. Mannequins, uh, they say, are, are sort of like models. So let's. there are models uh-huh. in this movie. Let's say 50%. There's definitely a lot of models. 50%. 50. Yeah, 50. <laughs> no, I'll go 50 as well. That sounds about right. 50. Um, <laughs> I got to go zero. I got to stick to my guns. I'm okay. so sorry. Oh, I know. Got to have your integrity. God, if I don't have that when it comes to rating the mannequins in female trouble, what do I have? How will you sleep tonight? Barely. All right, spin that wheel again. 
Mannequins brought to us from Betsy Cesaro in the Tourist Trap episode. Animal print. Oh my I god. Mean, there's a, a ton of animal print. <laughs> that is that there's leopard, a ton. All that matters is that the leopard print in that dress is the best leopard print anyone has ever Wait. used in an outfit. Okay. Here's something I actually yes. debated with my husband. Is it leopard print or is it cheetah print? Oh, I don't know. I kind of I don't know. I kind of let him because <laughs> I think Michael Potter has like a tiger print wedding jacket. Yeah. Vivian Pierce had all of her all of her furs. There was a moment where there was just a boar's head on the wall. There's a vine's dress, and then also David Lockery, uh, he had like a scoop neck with feathers at one point too. Oh, actually this... the scoop neck, I think with his, I think it's like wig hair, actually. I think it's like oh, hair. Yeah. Yeah, on on that white, it's like white. Yeah, yeah. oh, is it? I think it's hair. That's I love it. Yeah, I think it's wig hair. I mean, not in my in my dream version, it is definitely. There's also (laughs) Taffy has like a giraffe print when she's doing her car accident recreations. Oh, that's true. That that is the we should hike up the macabre numbers just for playing car accident. I mean, playing car accident, Um, which is the funniest thing. She tells her to go do that outside. That's what I like. It's not even. (laughs) That's so weird to go do it outside. Um, No, I think I always have a thing. My husband teases me. He says, "Is." Is this good leopard or bad leopard? Because he heard me say that <laughs> once. Because I do. There are things that are really bad leopard. You're know, like, oh, bad leopard. Because sure. I love leopard more than I love anything. It's my favorite okay. neutral. I love it. Um, <laughs> but but the best of the best is Divine's dress. Yes, 100%. with the one shoulder. Um, so yeah, I give it. A, I give it a, an A plus, a hundred percent score for, for animal it. prints. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give it a hundred as well. So many. As clips. will I. Yes. All right, so now we're into the last wheel category. Animal print brought to us by Nicole Byer in the Cats episode. Finally, we have weird line deliveries. I mean, are there any <laughs> the weirder? Thing. I mean, first of all, I love that the Baltimore accent, every time yes. they say purrins, I love that. Every time they say parents and it comes out as purrins. But like anything Gator says, anything Edith Massey says, like there's just all these weird, unique, crazy line deliveries. This whole movie is just chock yeah. full of. When them. he, when Gator says he's gonna go find his his life and his love in the auto industry, yeah, instead of industry, <laughs> the auto industry. Um, mm-hmm. That that's my favorite line reading in this. Um, but yeah, it's all so stilted and and. Um, you know, when they say something like, you can do that too, you know. I mean, when she, she, she's going she to return the gifts for money. You can do that too. You know? um, yeah, it's kind of, because it's Baltimore, but it's also bizarro Baltimore too. Right. Mm-hmm. As a California native, I get confused between the Baltimore and the Philadelphia accents. I can see that. They get well. It gets kind of thicker as you go down. You know, it kind of because <laughs> yeah. it does. It gets that like uh, um, kind of some of the sounds like a drawl. No, but it's it gets more uh, like hun, hun. You know, when they get the closer you get to Baltimore, you hear hun more, uh-huh. and you hear uh, boat. You know, out on a boat, <laughs> and um, it's it's a little strange that you have. And I'm from New Jersey, so it's it's you can't really pick. You know, I can't point a finger, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, the stilted line readings, it does real 99 again. Let's go with 99. 99. Yeah, I'll go to 99 as well. You know what? I will also go 99. Because it it's better than 100. 99. <laughs> Aesthetically. And yeah, right. and it makes you think of Barbara, Barbara Feldon, you know, so that's, that's good. <laughs> any, any opportunity. Yeah. 
All right, Frank, the time has come for you to add a category that we can use to judge how gay a movie is. How gay a movie is. Um, oh, my goodness. What would be a good category? We can talk it out. There's no, yeah. there's no pressure here. Um, what about... Um, is there a stereotypically flamboyant queen somewhere in the movie who is panicked over everything? Is that like <laughs> is anyone panics on, queen? Wait, the panics is, queen? Is anyone on fire in the movie? That's, <laughs> that's sort literally of or figuratively. Think, gotcha, literally, yeah, let's go with that. Literally or figuratively on fire <laughs> in the movie. And that could, literally or figuratively flaming queen. Yes. Are you? Yes. Literally or figuratively. Um, yeah, because it could be, because you think of something like, you ever see that movie Black Shampoo where the gay guy is not only oh. real, oh, he's real fruity, and then uh, he does something bad and he ends up, they get the hot, the, the, the uh, what's that thing you make curls with? Curling iron. Oh, and really? they <laughs> shove it up his butt. They shove it, yeah. He gets the wow. old curling iron up the butt. Death. That old trick. Oh. No. Yeah, don't do it without. We that's thought it crazy. was a sleepaway camp that that happened at. Yeah, no, it's bad. <laughs> it's. You need to see black shampoo. It's quite, it's something. The, the, hairdressers, are, the hairdressers in that one are, are good. Yeah, it's bizarre. <laughs> so what would you give female trouble for a literally or figuratively flaming queen? Well, let's see. There's, there's a one, hairdresser. Three, three of the four hairdressers. And there's the one Aunt Ida brings over to try to seduce Gator. Oh, yeah, he's a piece of work. I love huh? him. <laughs> um, that's that's four really good ones. Does he say, you're trade? You're trade. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm trying to. Yeah, I would. It's, I think it does pretty well. You know, you, you usually get one real fruity guy in a movie. You don't <laughs> get. You don't get four screaming. You don't get that much color. No An embarrassment of bitches. That's true. <laughs> There's that. Yeah, I would give. Yes, I think it does quite well. I would say. Uh, uh, n let's say 98 for that. I think 98. Uh, yeah, 98 sounds good to me too. Uh, well, actually, you know what? I'm gonna go higher. I'm gonna go 100 because. Divine uh, dies by electric chair. There you go. Oh, that's young. I'm also going to go 100. All right. So we're now into the bonus category. <laughs> so the movie will not be penalized for not scoring well on these, but these are only going to be added to the total. So instead of 0 to 100, we are now going to score at 0 to 5%. And then we take the average okay. of both. So the first one, makeover montage. Is there a makeover? There's the career girl section. The career girl section. Also, like when she gets acid in her face. Yeah. And all of that. And the wedding is a, a montage. Like she goes from a mm -hmm. single woman to a, a married woman. That's true. And she's, and when they said, would you do my makeup when they unveil her, or, you know, <laughs> in the hospital bed with the acid scarred face. It's like, <laughs> oh, so wait, so four, 4%. Let's say four. 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 Yeah, I'll give it four as well. I will also give it four. All right, next category, angry phone hangups. There's one point, and I didn't write down who said it, but I did write someone wrote, someone said, go fuck yourself for all I care, and hung up a phone, which is a pretty good way to angrily end a phone call. I'd say so. And also, uh, it has my, there's a calm phone call in it, too, that I think should count, because okay. it's my favorite phone call in a movie. <laughs> Reenact it for us now, please. Donald Dasher calls and said, yes, please have Gator fired. No. No reason. 
That's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. That is my that may be my favorite thing in the movie, actually. No, no reason. I just love the idea of firing someone for no reason. Mm-hmm. I just think that's kind just of felt like it. No, no reason. So I think that counts. To, uh, five. Let's go five percent for that. Five. One. I'll give it. I'll give it three for that. Three. Uh, I'm also gonna go three. Giving it a three point six seven. All right. Next category: a titular theme song. Uh, yeah. Divine I mean, sings female, female trouble, trouble over the opening and closing credits. Yeah. And it's good. And you want it on this disc. You're like, like what? Well, I, I don't know if I do Stairmaster to that, but you know, you kind of <laughs> like it. It's, uh, you could mash it up with something. It could definitely could. get you going. Maybe a uh, cool down. Let's yeah. go with, I'm going to go four only because I'm thinking of things like Shirley Bassey doing Diamonds Are Forever and things like, you know, that are <laughs> Goldfinger. Let's go four on that one. Four. Uh, I'm still going to go five because I feel like what more do you want? And also it's divine, you know? Truly. I'm also going to go five. All right. Our next category, fun fonts. What'd you rate the fonts in Hairspray? I think I, the opening credits are super fun. Totally. Every, the and now the title card, the interstitials. Yeah. Yeah they're, they're, yeah. they're great too. And like the letters look like they're written in lipstick. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say five. I think it's kind of groovy. I'll go five as well. I'm also going to give it a five. I love yeah. a good font question. I do. I, I, <laughs> right? I'm very font conscious. You know, I, mm. I, I, I will like something based on a font, you know? I, sure. Sure. So. It shows interest. thought has been put in there. It shows taste. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Next, we got our cheerworthy cameos. Were there any cameos where you stopped and like, hey, that's a cheerworthy cameo? Um, when that baby that was two days old, that was sort of cheerworthy. You were cheering for that baby? I was like, that's an actual baby that's two days old. <laughs> and yeah. also when uh, Divine's stunt double appeared in the, uh, what was it, the lipstick saloon? She's the she receptionist. Was, she's the receptionist. Of, or No, she's a woman getting her hair done at one point. The receptionist was actually the mother of the baby. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. That's right. Yeah. Um, I would say the wooden block made by Tex, the wooden sure. helicopter, <laughs> kind of a cameo. Yeah, yeah. Right there, the opening. And then Dawn's apartment is John Waters' apartment. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we're cheering for that. It's a great apartment, <laughs> but there's not oh. a ton of like walk off. There's not a lot of like cameos in this. No. I'm gonna be awful and say one, one, just for that yeah, baby, because it's a baby that's vaguely the right age. Because they always have people give birth to like two year olds. You're sort of yeah, like yes. in movies. You're just sort of like you just you just shit out a two year old. How did you do that? That's insane. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, I'll give it. I'll give it one as well. I'm also gonna go one. Yeah. All right. Next category: pool trouble. Is there any pool? I don't think they I can mean, afford a pool. She goes into this river. True. Um. But there's no like pool. No. They don't go to like a pool hall and get into a fight. Um, there's not a pool of light that they step out of causing problems. <laughs> no. It's tough on this one. There's a lot of trouble, but there's Is not there a lot of Is anyone in a pool of blood? Do we see anybody in a pool of blood? Hmm. I don't think so. No. I mean, Edith Massey is in a cage. True. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it's not a, there's not really even right. a pool of blood no around her hand. It's just a little right, bit. Right, yeah. Oh, I feel... And so where did the fish come from when Divine is in the playpen with all the raw fish? It's like, well, they had to have a pool somewhere for them. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe just ice. Oh, uh, 
Zero. Oh, I hate myself. It's okay. Zero. It's, it's okay. okay. It's we, don't, we don't get penalized here, so okay, it's not like having a... It's, yeah. I think I also will have to, unfortunately, go zero. As will I. All right, next bonus category. Sassy best friend. Oh, God. The girl... The girls in the beginning, Divine's yeah. The, the the cat burglar buddies. I mean, it doesn't get mm-hmm. better than than either of them. Um and the I like all those sassy hairdressers. Your hairdresser's yeah. your best friend, and they were all so sassy. I they love the smell of shampoo. Mm-hmm. And then Donna and Donna Dasher, I mean when they're <laughs> when they're still in in good with each other, they're kind of the friends you want over because they're awful, you know. <laughs> I'll take a small portion just to be polite and have two chicken breasts, please. Not having chicken, you know. Um, it's, it's yeah. They're all everybody's five percent for that one. They're sassy. Five. I'll go four. Four. Um, I'm gonna go five. Give an average of four point six seven. Uh, which is more than Greece too, which only had a four okay. percent. Wow. All right, next category: a bold lip. I mean, there's a ton. Edith Massey, Divine, yes. there's the Lipstick Beauty Salon. All <laughs> yes. the lips in this are really, like, in your face. And some of them are even, like, acid-scarred and still look good. So I, I think, true. yeah, I think, um, yeah, this is, it's a five for lip, for de- for defined lip. Yeah. I, yeah. For bold lip, I'm going five okay. as well. Five. I am also going to go five. Okay, our next category, witches. How would you rate the witches in female trouble? Well, Dawn says at the beginning, get off me, you ugly witch. It's true. And then there's also something like uh, Glinda the Good Witch about Taffy as a Hare Krishna. <laughs> sure. <laughs> there's, I think you're seeing that, but not all of us are seeing that. You know? I don't think there's something like, well, she's like spiritual. You spiritual, know, there's something yeah. like spiritual. And that, you know. Yeah, she doesn't show up in a bubble or anything, though. But, uh, but, no, uh, no, no. Just a bubble uh, of enlightenment, I which think. Which is. Trying I mean, to... there is something very like the make the mohawk, and then, you know, and yeah. then the eye make. There is something like. There's at least something like powerful about that, you know. Mm-hmm. Let me answer last on this one. I've been wanting okay. to answer last. I'll on go one. first. It's okay. <laughs> uh, I'll go first. I don't give it a one for witch. There's not a lot one. of like literal witchiness happening, right. uh, literal witch stuff. But there's a lot of witchiness. There's a lot of sort of um, something's been sacrificed. It feels like so. Yeah, something's been sacrificed. <laughs> something has been lost. Something has been gained. We're communing with nature. Mm-hmm. I'm also going to give it a one. Yeah, all right, good. I feel better now. One. Let's play one. <laughs> Great. All right, next category. How Korean is it? Korean? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's not. Um, it's it's not really Korean. No, zero. Yeah, zero. I'm afraid I have to go zero. Sadly. Well. I bet it's Come fun on. dubbed into Korean. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's still running there. I hope so. <laughs> All right, next category. Felt. The material, the process. The pro- <laughs> Felt. Um, I think there was a there's a bunch. I thought uh, Ernie, who I think was the the the, the boyfriend who uh, what's her name was brought in. He had like very felty pants. Divine's final navy blue muumu was very felty to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is there's that just a lot of more? Is it that's more velour and and velvety? And... You're probably right. We're a little uh, we're can, a little goosey goosey with this one. Can we substitute? <laughs> 
felt or other tactile fabrics, maybe? Could that be the category? Uh, well, as we've learned, felt is actually a process. It's not an actual thing. It's like how, what you do to a material or fabric to make it felty. Oh, felting, mm -hmm. yes. Not mm -hmm. to be confused. No. <laughs> Never mind. Um, I don't know. I'm only going to give it a one for felt. One. I'm going to give it a two. Two. I'm going to go three, just because also it was like, what? What year was this? 74? 74, yeah. That was like, felt was king, I feel yeah. like. <laughs> All right, next category. Gay actors playing gay roles. I mean. I mean, I imagine those hairdressers, those hairdressers were probably gay. And Gator, Gator not would be my guess. And, uh, and Divine is playing Dawn, who we've established to be at least bisexual. That's true. And playing, and playing, uh, was it Earl Peterson? Was that the name of yeah, the, yeah. the dad? Um, I would say, let's go, let's, I don't know, is it a four or a five? What do you think? Four? I'm probably going to go four. Let's go four. Four. I will also because it's not like, it's not like the boys in the band on Broadway, you know, no. where every every but you know the fire extinguishers were gay exactly, in that yeah. theater that night. You know. All right, our next category: themes of mothers. Oh, There's five, five. Uh, yeah. Oh my God! It's, even the aunt takes on a mother role. I Absolutely, mean, she, wants, she wants her nephew to be gay so he doesn't have to be boring and lead a horrible life as a heterosexual. <laughs> Classic story. Classic. Yeah. yeah, also give it a five. Totally. I'm also going to give it a Because also, like, Taffy is, like, terrible, but she does ultimately want her mother's love. Yeah. All right. Next category. A feels song. Is there a song in Female Trouble that puts you in your feels? As in, like, you know, the shallows, that kind of weepy <laughs> sort of song? Yeah. Sure, that works. Yeah. Sentimental. I don't know. I get kind of choked up when Divine's running down the street to dig, dig, dig a -roni. I think that <laughs> it's a different kind That's of fair. emotion. That's okay. But... Feels are many things. Yeah. I get all worked up over it. That counts, right? That's... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I'll give it a five for dig, dig, dig a -roni. Dig, 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 dig a -roni. I'll give it a two for that one. Two. Uh, I'm also going to give it a two. Yeah, that's all right. That's more truthful. <laughs> Sorry. Next category, gossip. How gossipy is female trouble? Super gossipy. They're in a beauty Pretty... salon. They're gossiping in the ladies' room. There's a, it's just a ton of gossip. Everybody All the talk yeah, of gators, for... sexuality. Yep. Oh, even on Christmas when she talks about, you know, uh, uh, when you know she, about she better get them cha cha heels. You know, it's just <laughs> it's very she's she's yeah divine in her and you know Dawn and her and her girl gal pals when they're young. Uh, then when they're older and she says what how awful it is being a mother and she kind of mm -hmm. is confiding in them. Yeah, it's very dishy and, and uh, soul-bearing in a strange, warped kind of way. Um, let's, I'll say four for that one. Four. I'll say four as well. Four. I will also say four. All right, this next category, the, we have two categories left. This last one is an all or nothing. 15% bonus for a positive portrayal of homosexuality. Does female trouble have a positive portrayal of homosexuality? Yes. I would say it does. <laughs> it absolutely okay. does. So I'm not disagreeing, but like, speak on that. 
Well, for me, it's just because like the movie is obviously made by gay people, mm-hmm. and it's a great, fun, awesome, progressive, dangerous, edgy, everything you want out of a movie, and it's great. So to me, what better portrayal of gay people could you show to somebody than female trouble like look what gay people can do when left to their own devices it isn't that beautiful <laughs> when giving twenty five thousand dollars yeah yeah right because <laughs> it's you've got a mother figure in aunt ida and what she says to her nephew yeah. she, she says i'd be so happy if you was a fag it's like <laughs> every, we all hoped our parents would say that when we came right? out to them you yeah know? i was like oh thank heaven and because now, it's really an indictment of heterosexuality more than yeah, anything. <laughs> indeed. The idea um, that that's an awful thing that could happen to you if you turn out to be heterosexual <laughs> is really pretty hilarious. To, to, for 1974. Especially in 1974. Yeah, absolutely. So, it's like, hi, what just happened? Oh, yeah, we had, we had Stonewall. That was good. What do you want to know? We're going to just say that heterosexual life is perverted and horrible and everybody should be gay. It's like, that's pretty bold. Okay, great. So, that's a, that's a good second act. Yeah. What do you think, John? Uh, uh, no, I agree. I mean, I think it's not like uh, it's it's not you know a, a public service announcement for like pro homosexuality and like if my aunt was worried when I came out to her, I wouldn't be like, let's sit and watch Female Trouble and that will calm you down about being worried that I'm gay. But I do overall think like yeah, again as you said, like it's just so uh, it's full of life. It's so empowering. Like it's it's so uh, delightful and wacky that it just feels like oh, this is a it, like it was funny in watching it my husband and I were talking about how like it's it's strange that there's no movie or any sort of big work of art about these people at this time like it just seemed like didn't you want to be one of John Waters actors didn't you want to be like I just every time I see those movies I just think I just want to be a part of that even though like they're apparently that freezing scene, cold yeah. they're like probably like miserable making these movies and don't know what's happening and they're asked to like fuck a dead chicken and eat dog shit it just seemed like such a crazy wonderful time to be in such a great group of people that I definitely wished I was a part of it. I, yeah, I I have to say I was watching it and I was getting that same feeling because um, one of the I wouldn't I don't want to say downsides of being in a very successful marriage is that you you almost don't have your bestie and I I don't really have I mean I have I have a female friend that I'm very close to but my guy friends that I had. In college, I don't, I mean, I keep in touch, but I'm not, I don't call them every day. I don't gossip with them, I, you know. Mm-hmm. So I kind of, I was watching it, looking at the Dreamlanders, the, the, as John's yeah. troop was called. And I thought, oh, I kind of wish I were part of some group where um, you were expected to, to bring your art equivalent of a jello salad, you know, that you, <laughs> you, said, you were supposed to show mm-hmm. up and be that guy in this group. And um, and I've always kind of worked alone pretty often, you know, mm-hmm. um, or op- I mean, I've opened for someone that sort of thing. But my, sure. you know, it's so rare that I've had a return dialogue to someone. You know, <laughs> I mean, I've never, it's, I've not written with people, I've not performed with that many people. Usually, I get up and do a monologue, or I'll do a stand-up routine or something. But mm-hmm. there's not a lot of I talk and then listen and you talk. You know, right. I'm not mm-hmm. used to that, so I kind of. You know, in watching it, you think, oh, I wonder what it must be like to be in a group of such mm-hmm. creative people where you were such a vital part, you know. And also just the sense of, like, it's you against the world, you know what I mean? And also, like, fuck this straight world, like, the queer sensibility of it all, of, like, everything, like, the straight people hold sacred, we don't give a shit about. Yeah. And that's got to be so exciting, too. 
And also, right, I think and, the idea that yes. someone as brilliant as John Waters is someone who looks at you and goes, oh, you know, it would really be funny. No, I think <laughs> right. anybody who's been, yes. anybody who's been funny on in any medium is like, oh, to have someone that brilliant go, you know, you ought to say this. It's, it yeah. would be so nice to, you know. <laughs> when I, I mean, when I was working on The Daily Show, you know, I mean, I was working with other people who, and, in those days, and, and writing with them, and they were as funny as anybody's ever been writing for television. They're brilliant, they were right, brilliantly funny writers. So you, I miss, if I miss anything, I miss being in those kinds of good hands where you could be like, that somebody sitting next to you could hand you something even funnier than you can think of for yourself. Like maybe right. 10 <laughs> times funnier than what you mm -hmm. thought yourself. And you, you know, or they'll take your little idea and right. go, you know, this is when it really well, works. We can take it to this me. place and yeah. you're like, oh my God, yeah. Yeah, I, I uh, that, that to me is what I look at here and I think, oh, that must be a great situation to be in. Mm -hmm. so. so I think we're all agreed. It, it gets it is a positive portrayal of homosexuality. Absolutely. Yes. yes. All righty. All right. And then now finally, final question. Here we negative go. fifty percent. If this is the movie Boat Trip, this is not the movie Boat Trip, so it will not be penalized fifty percent of its points. All right. So Frank, how do you think Female <laughs> Trouble ranked? How do you think he did? This is it. We're at the end of our, our scoring how do, system. How, how do I think? I don't. I, lo I got lost the moment we said boat trip. It was like my someone shook my watch <laughs> sketch, and I didn't know what we're saying now. I'm confused. Do you know, boat trip was a movie that came. I don't remember when it came up, but it was a. Uh, it's basically a gay panic movie where. It was horrible. Yeah, I and saw that movie. I, it was terrible. <laughs> well, if it if if anyone ever brings in boat trip, they will be penalized fifty percent of the score. But luckily, you didn't do that. No, so I good. said female. I picked the best movie ever. <laughs> well, true. let's see. The so numbers how, don't lie. Let's see. How do we do, Mark? So, out of a total possible 3,139.35, <laughs> Female Trouble has scored 2,977.02, <laughs> giving it a percentage of 94.83, making it by far the gayest movie ever. Yay! Oh, cool. Number one. Congratulations! Oh, now I don't mind that there was no Pride Parade this year. I feel so much better. <laughs> this Who is the best. It. Yay! It's about 15 points further than Grease 2. Wow. Dude, I don't know if I've ever seen Grease 2. I have it. I just don't know if I've ever seen it. I maybe that I makes sense. To, I have to watch that movie. I like when people say it's better than Grease because because Grease is one of those movies. I when it's on TV, it's like you're oh, not going anywhere. On. No, if it comes, <laughs> if you are flicking channels and it's on, you're like, well, there's two hours. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> not going anywhere now. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the Grease Two is better than Grease, um, but Grease Two definitely does have its uh, charms. Oh, I, I'm sure, definitely. But you know, it's. So does Glitter. You know, I mean, I remember when <laughs> Glitter was the first movie movie I saw after 9-11. You know, and we all mm -hmm, thought, yeah. oh, God, we're never going to laugh again. And then there was Mariah Carey in high heels with a 30-year-old cat. You know, she's standing there in an <laughs> evening gown in a front lawn, you know, her heels sinking in the mud, and she's holding her 30-year-old cat. And you're just like, oh, we're still going to laugh. We're going okay. to We're yeah. going to be okay now. <laughs> I do. That was when I learned to respect mariah carey was glitter i really I, I... she just announced today her memoir which is titled the meaning of mariah carey oh which i can't wait to read personally oh. hey <laughs> finally some questions will be answered <laughs> well frank we're at that was it thank you so thank you much. so much you frank, did it so you brought fun. in the gayest movie ever is there anything is... you'd like to plug promote or shill for at this time uh, yes i would 
Yes, I would, Peter. <laughs> um, I would no. I would. I would love to for people to check out two things of mine. One is my drag book, Drag Coming to the Big Leagues of Show Business, which is also available as an audio book on Audible, which we love a lot. Lady Bunny co-narrated it with me, so oh, it's very fun. And the other thing is, I wrote what is now called, quote unquote, a pioneering queer memoir back in 1996 called A Boy Named Phyllis. And mm -hmm. it came out from Viking Penguin, and they put it in the gay studies section rather than the humor <laughs> section. So you can imagine how More well foot it did. Traffic. Yes. Yeah. It was so good to be in gay studies. So it's this funny <laughs> little memoir about growing up uh, in, uh, in New Jersey in the 60s and 70s and being a, a little queer little butterball. And, um, and so I wrote this book, and it, went, it, it was very beautifully reviewed. But uh, it didn't go anywhere in terms of numbers and stuff. And then it went out of print because it's 20-some years now. Mm. Um, but anyway, I, re I recorded it for Audible as an audiobook last year. Mm. Oh, so it, it's back from the depths of, of being <laughs> in print um, and part of the Literature for Change program, which is you go in your couch and there's enough change in the cushions to buy a copy <laughs> on Amazon. Um, oh, nice. liter literature for Change. It's good. You'll like it. But... Um, <laughs> You know, and so anyway, but I, I read the whole thing myself. And I have to say, for, for a book written in 94, 95, uh, its attitudes about being a dirty queer are pretty progressive and very born this way. And very, it, it does very well on the pro gay, uh, you know, literature. Like this, when they, when they make a movie out of it and someone brings it in, it'll score well. I hope. I, you know, I hope. I just like the first part of that when somebody makes a movie. I don't care. I don't care if they make it and people hate it. I just want them to make it. You know. I just so, want someone to buy the rights. Yeah, yeah. like for more than a nickel. Yes, it's true. I spend awesome. money so well. I don't know why people don't want to give it to me. You know, I really, I That's spend rude. money You're better than most people. I'm really good. I have, they need to support your craft. It's true. <laughs> no, I I met a gay recently before we still could leave our houses. And he said he had three pair of shoes, and I and I did. I wanted to. I didn't know. I wanted to call the Make a Wish Foundation. I was horrified. <laughs> what? I have more than three pair of purple shoes. I mean, why would you not? Why? You know, I mean, it's, why would you have three pair of shoes? This is why we live in America. Is you can have, you know, that you can shop in your closet because there's twenty of everything. It's like I think mm -hmm. the organization you call to help a gay people is Make a Swish. Make a Swish. That would be perfect. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it made me so sad. It really, you know. Oh, three Some pair of shoes. No, it's mm. just it's that frugality is the worst thing ever wait buy 10 of everything it's waste shit come on you know oh spend spend be american spend money you don't have you know oh my. it was horrifying so anyway perfect i think well, i'll go try on my shoes now i will there you go <laughs> well Get thank you cha -cha so heels. you've been uh, such a delight it's been such a delight frank so much fun oh the pleasure yeah. was all mine thank you guys this is swell <laughs> All right, and we'll, we'll be, be right back. We're back. I mean, wow. wow. Talk about number one with a bullet. That one. Totally. I mean, right it's to like 15 points higher than the next closest. <laughs> but when I was watching it, I was like, oh, there's there's no way. There's nothing. What? There's no better this is the game. Yeah, this is it. This is it. This is what we're looking for. Mm -hmm. I think that's the difference too with like a gay director. You know what I mean? Like this is it's such a. It huge just sort of difference. bleeds into every category, every frame. 
Mm-hmm. Just such that's a gay true, sensibility. Yeah. I mean, uh, this is the rightful number one. I, I think it's going to be a long time before anything. I don't know. Even of John Waters movies, I don't know what's gay, you know? Right. I mean, maybe a Pink Flamingos, maybe. Maybe. But also, like, it also, at that point, it's sort of like, meh. Apples and oranges. Apples or just a tiny little things here and there. Dog shit and fish masturbation. Exactly. <laughs> it really comes down to that. That's really what it'll come down to. If anyone should ever bring in uh, that movie. Um, um, but so fun. But so much fun. And Frank is such a delight. I'm so glad yes, we finally I got to have him. I love the insights. Yes. Um, speaking of insights, we got an email from one of our listeners. Uh, it's from Travis. And it uh, the subject line is 100 and art inspiration. And Travis says, uh, the episode of Little Shop of Horrors inspired me to sculpt a piece for my friend's birthday. I'm a sculptor wow. in my free time and thought the queens would like to know you've inspired joy in the world. Uh, I, he sent some pictures and they are delightful of a little baby Audrey too. Uh, I will email him and see if it's all right. If we post them when this episode comes out, that'd be great. That would be fun. That sounds Uh, fun. He also says, uh, also, I absolutely love the new scoring system. If you ever need someone to discuss Mamma Mia, here we go again. I have some very strong thoughts about it. I mean, I think it's better than the first. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. And then finally, (laughs) keep up the great work and never stop being your hilarious selves from Travis. Thank you so much, Travis. Thank you, Travis. That's so nice. nice. Are you a fan Um, of the Mamma Mia franchise? Me? I am, yeah. I remember seeing the musical on stage first and being like, this is, I was like more thought it was annoying, but then after I saw it again, I was like, oh, it's just fun. And so I've seen the stage version, I think, two or three times. And then I've only seen the first, I've only seen the movies each once, but they are definitely a lot of fun. I think I've seen the second one five times. Wow. What happened? Nothing. I just enjoy it. It's just a romp. Oh, that was like when, Mm -hmm. go ahead. I had a friend who said he saw it a bunch because he had the AMC movie card and it came out in the summer oh, yeah. and he did not have AC at home. So he just would go in. He's like, it's perfect. It's a silly movie. It's like three hours long. You get just get to sit in AC. It is not three hours longer. long. It's over two. It's like I two and a half think, at least, right? No. I think so. There's a lot of songs. I don't think it is. Songs there is a lot of songs, but I'm pretty sure it's under two hours. I don't think it's under two Or it's two hours, hours and ten minutes. Oh, okay. If well, only there was a three. <laughs> two hours and ten minutes is almost three. Mm-hmm. Hold on, I'm looking it up right now. All right. Me too. Running time. Um, it is an hour and fifty four minutes. That thank feels you. Like a different cut. A very different. What well, no. when you had the trailers? You're when a you fool. The other movies. <laughs> Mamma Mia. The first one is an hour and fifty minutes, and for some reason, it's telling me the running time of Mary Poppins Returns two hours and ten minutes. Are you thinking of Mary Poppins Returns? I know the difference between. Lynn Manuel Miranda and anyone in Mamma Mia too. <laughs> Fair enough. You're the one. <laughs> um, um, that was great. If you guys have anything, if, if we've inspired any art, please send us pictures of it. We love uh, art. We love art. <laughs> we love inspiration. We love hearing from you. You can email us at two old queens, T-W-O old queens at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at two old queens, T-W-O old queens. Follow me on letterboxd um i maintain a list of our current rankings with the guests and the categories so that's mm-hmm. fun it's a nice a visual interface yeah um and we I think don't know what it. we're we doing our next movies week. next week but our let's just has bask yet to in decide this whole, this whole new uh, <sighs> regime and whole new world whole all new, is right you know, with the world runner. yes it feels i good. was thinking uh, there because there's a world where it could have gotten over a hundred percent with the oh, bonus we got more bonus you know what i mean mm-hmm. but it didn't but how does that happen? Because you, I don't know that it can. because the bone because it did. If it had less, if it had scored higher in the canon categories, because then you're because it did. It got gotcha. some low scores in the canon because the bonus is based on what you scored up to that point, right? 
So it's possible. But, to get but you also money. add to the bottom line, though, don't you? So that something can't get over. Because you will always say, like, out of a total X number of points. Yeah, but that's different adding. for every movie. But why is that? What makes that different? It's what they score in the canon category. Is out of the total No, but you possible. say out of this many possible points, it makes this. Yes. So that out is... of the same potential <laughs> possible points, it should always be the same, right? Uh, no, it's different. Every but why is it different? What makes it different? It's the canon. It's whatever they scored in the canon are their total possible points. No, I understand that. But you say out of a possible X number of points, <laughs> you scored this number of points. I don't know, John. You're the possible number of points should always be the same, and the number of points they score should be different. Oh, it's 2,000. I th- Is that what we're talking about? I don't know. Does it matter? Do we have to get into this now? I You're guess we'll my brain. edit this out for <laughs> and use it on another episode. <laughs> I don't know what to tell uh, you. I think okay. I understand. My my concept of math is slippery at best. Okay, <laughs> I know great. when I know glad, it. If I'm not glad, using it, glad every you're day. in charge of the uh, of the spreadsheet. Though. Hey, Perfect. I fill out the boxes. What more that's do I right. need to do? <laughs> <laughs> I don't uh, make the formulas, but that's it. We'll see you next week. We don't know yes. what we're doing. Thank you so there much for listening. Yes, um, we love you. Be safe. Rate, wear a mask. Wear a mask, guys. While let you people know. Yeah, tell people if you like the podcast. Uh, we love to get those ratings and reviews and all that fun stuff. Yeah, and we'll read your stuff on the air. Wouldn't that be a thrill? Who doesn't want that? (laughs) All right, that's all. All right. Goodbye! Now it's time for credits. We got music by Danny Cohen. Artwork by Connie Shin. And special thanks to Alex Archer and Mike Rennie. Bye! Bye! You didn't get that right. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. 
There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 